They say a family that prays together stays together. But what if you can't even get your family together? We are the Sisters Collective. Three generations. Four sisters. Helping you navigate this crazy world. One family meeting at a time. This podcast is the intersection of education, sisterhood, and the ever-changing dynamics of family. We invite you to pull up a seat and join our family meeting. All right. Welcome, welcome back. back. Welcome, welcome back. back. Welcome back. Hey, hey. Happy hump day. Happy, happy hump whoa, whoa. day. Um, <laughs> we are back for another episode, yes. guys. So, yes, Lord. We are going to go ahead and get right on into it. I am Jasmine. We're just going to do a quick little intro. I'm Jasmine. I'm Amanda. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Jennifer. Yes, let's get this episode started. So everybody, how's how's your January going? And uh, more importantly, what did heart do? Heart check. Heart check, heart, heart check. Heart check. Where we at? Um, mm, yeah. Well, you know what, last week, I guess I'll start, because last week I was feeling real, like, funky. And everybody was looking at me like, huh? what's wrong? Why, why you got a long face? What's, what's you going on? I am feeling really good. Um, a lot of you out there might be, you know, starting like fast and things like that with with like your church or things like that. But it has just really like resonated with me. Um, I feel um, in this quote, I'm going to say it was um, that I want to share with you guys. It says the king that you serve today will determine the kingdom that you will inherit for eternity. And that for me, like just kind of it was like Chris Langham on through the word it just kind of like struck me like why am I over here worried about any of this what's going on it's not that deep I'm not just let me get focused and so I think just having that whole mind shift had just like put me on 100 so today on a scale of one to five I'm at like a 4.5 Living my oh, life come like on, it's golden. Five. Come on, five. Come on, five. Living a life like it's golden, baby. That's beautiful. I feel you. That's beautiful. Next, and, next. And have a mind shift. And I'll say, um, for me, this this past week, um, a few days I woke up not feeling well, where my body was saying, "You just need to stay in the bed." Not um, physically well or not emotionally well? Physically. Okay. Physically. Like I was coming down with something, mm. and a lot of people at work have been out for days sick. And but each morning I I can't I had to say no I have to get on up because you take medicine and you keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but why, when I would get to work I would take um, I would take something for it and immediately I felt better. So I wouldn't allow myself to just because I'm feeling weak to remain weak. Mm-hmm. You know I'm going to push through this. And it and and then I felt better for the rest of the day. Now when I would come back home and go to bed at night, I still would feel weak. And the next morning I would get up. I'm not going to lay in this bed. Mm-hmm. So I just think I'm just fighting through whatever. When my body feels weak, I'm just learning to fight through it. Keep moving um, because you'll feel better. You know that's just for me. I think some of that weakness might be associated with the fact that we're on a consecration and fasting mm-hmm. a little bit, so that physical weakness comes along with. A change in our eating habits. Yes, we're not consuming. You know, we're we're not consuming nearly as many calories as we were before, and we're intentionally robbing our bodies of what is the biggest hindrance to most people, and that is our bellies. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. We're intentionally doing damage in that area. So yeah, your body's going to fight against that with some of the fatigue. But it was good that you were able to fight against that Mm -hmm. because it, it was really sometimes. Um, our feelings can just fool us. Yeah, yes. I'm yes. literally in the middle of the night. I'm 
sweating, like breaking out in a cold sweat. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't goodbye. know. Now, that just might be perimenopause. You know. no, no, I'm not near menopause. Um, no, we're, no, I'm not. Near you don't want me to say that, but uh, so, that's just that some of that estrogen loss. So, that's some estrogen loss. No, 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 that was something trying to attack you know, my body. That's the night sweats that come along with age. That's that coming of age. Uh, no, ma'am. I, I can admit that last week I was probably on a five, but the, uh, the, the week before, rather, and then... I, I started, I two women in, in the middle of a consecration and uh, on one extreme, there are two different kind of, I'm very compartmentalized in a lot of ways. So I can think about where, spiritually where I am, but emotionally where I am, physically where I am. Physically, I'm feeling the 4.5-ish because I was able to get back in the gym um, this week. Um, spiritually, I'm feeling the 4.5-ish because I'm in the middle of a consecration, but I started having some anxiety yesterday because I had a, uh, uh, this past weekend because I had a, a mentorship program that I started and mm -hmm. it was a little cathartic mm. to say the least. So I felt, felt a little raw. I wasn't feeling, ex I'm just going to be honest. I wasn't feeling excited, um, about attending. Um, I wasn't feeling excited about being involved with it anymore, but I knew that when I was, if I was being attacked about my involvement and participation, it was probably because I needed to be there. Um, so I pushed myself and went anyway, and I'm glad that I did. I still felt anxious the entire time I was there. Mm. Um, but I'm still glad that I went and I'm still going to continue. But I will admittedly didn't feel any less anxious afterwards. Um, I'm just glad I went anyway because it was very cathartic. Lots of the questions were, you know, unearthing certain things that I needed to kind of submit to God again and kind of think through and process through. But, um, so I'll say I'm at a four. Mm. Okay. So that's what's good. that? 4.5, 4.5, that's nine plus four is 13 divided by three. What are we doing what? right now? Four, 12. I just put it at 4.5. You said what? What are you doing right now? I was You're averaging. not doing math. I was right. averaging. I'm math right now. I had an average. From how many weeks ago? Like, what are you right. doing? I had an average. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I, I don't know what my number would be. I, I'm definitely better than I feel like I was last week. Um, and that's partly because I, I think God placed it on one of my photographer friend's hearts because clearly I needed to go to this thing yesterday. Um, she invited me on Friday evening, like, oh, would you like to come to this this event, this workshop? And I was like, um, first of all, I got to see if I can get a sitter. Um, that's a whole process, and I wasn't sure if, if I was going to be able to do it. But then, of course, Granny pulled through and said, oh, yeah, go, ahead, go right ahead. That's fine. She was already going to be watching Baby Girl for a shoot. I had a photo shoot yesterday morning, but I'm saying yesterday, we're doing this. It's a uh, whatever today, <laughs> Saturday. Mm -hmm. So on Saturday, I had this workshop and um, the workshop, I'm so glad that I went because what was it, it about? was it's um, so the conference is a speak women's conference and the host of it is her name is Suzette Speaks and her the acronym is Sisterhood, Purpose, Empowerment, Authenticity and Knowledge. Hmm. And so. This particular workshop um, that I went to was, it's an empowerment workshop, and the topic was conquering defeat. Oh my. I didn't know I needed that, my but gosh. I needed it. And 
the things that came out of it from all this group of women just so many things kind of overlap from these different women's stories that I can kind of relate to. They can relate to some of the things that I said. So it was just a very powerful so thing. So it was an open, like y'all were able to dialogue back and forth? Yeah, so like part of it, the different activities we had to write on like index cards, but then they read what we, we all, they pulled it out of a bag and kind of read each person's like things. And then there was some things that, okay, if you're open and you would like to read yours, read what you have and so some people some people did i i opened up about a couple things and said some of those things out loud um but it just really resonated with me and it was really something i needed so i'm like i don't know why you invited me but i'm so thankful that you did because i needed it Mm -hmm. and so after i left i was just like okay game plan i have the stuff i have the the paperwork from it and so i just feel so much more empowered to head in the direction that I need to head mm-hmm. in. So I feel I feel a lot better. I I won't say that I'm a five, maybe a maybe a four. Mm-hmm. Maybe a strong four. Okay. Strong uh, four. A strong because I feel a lot better than I did last week. Well amen to that. Mm-hmm. It just feels like this is such a season season of cultivation mm-hmm. uh and growth and maturation mm-hmm. but also um a fulfillment. We just gotta get through you know, like the rougher spots of it, it's going to feel like work because we are going to have to work. This is not going to be one of those sweatless victory kind of years. It doesn't feel like, but right. it does feel like any work that you put in is going to yield such great rewards right. that the work will be worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. That the work will be worth it. Absolutely. So, um, it's just awesome to see, um, to see that. And I, I encourage our listeners do those heart checks, like check in with yourself. You might not have a, a board of sister girlfriends. You can, you can check, check on but check on yourself like be honest with yourself where where's my heart right now where where how, what am i really feeling mm-hmm. am i am i at a one where i need to really reach out to somebody mm. am i at a two where you know i need to pray and reach out to somebody mm-hmm. am i at a three where i just need to sit with myself and pray maybe journal that thing out i'm at a four where i just need to kind of woosaw Mm-hmm. Or am I doing really well? Where I need to reach out to another sister girl and find out how her heart is. Mm-hmm. Right. Where are we? So take these take these moments as opportunities to really check in with yourself, but also check in with the other friends that you. If you if that's really your sister friend in this in this in this good year, check in. In this year of the Lord, mm-hmm. twenty twenty, we need to check in with folks. Yeah, yes. absolutely. That that makes me think about it. Something Amanda and I were talking about with um, esteem and and how people are feeling and. So many kids are committing suicide and, and pastors are offing themselves and everybody is like the where people's hearts and minds are that this checking in process is not just some little rudimentary thing we're doing. Mm-hmm. That this right. is actual work, that this this is actual life saving work for us, but also for other people that Absolutely. when you have an opportunity to touch somebody, I was sitting um a friend of mine, she just got married and she moved to Atlanta, so we don't have we don't communicate as often oh, she as we Atlanta. used to. Ebony, mm-hmm. Aww. And I was riding home. Uh, she Every now and then she'll, she'll text and I'll text. And then I was riding home and she popped up in my spirit and I said, call right now. Mm-hmm. And I got on that phone because I remember the, something Amanda was saying the week before. When somebody crosses your mind, you need you to call them. You yeah. just don't mm-hmm. know why. And I yeah. called and we were able to have a con- some conversation. And I asked her, I said, how's your heart? 
what's going on with it. She was able to talk about some things, nothing bad going on, just some physical things that were happening and we I was able to pray for her and just yeah. little things like that. So don't just take this stuff we're doing. Like these are really real family meetings that we have right. each it's week. These aren't essential. just some things we're doing for a podcast. We're not just on here going through motions. Like we're literally checking in to see what each of our sisters is doing. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And I urge you to do that with yourself and with the people that you that you hold dear. Mm -hmm. You need to do that. Mm -hmm. Do that. This is the year to do that. We don't. Nobody needs to slip off on our watch mm -hmm. this yes. year. Not this year. Not this year. No, mm -hmm. we've had enough of that. Absolutely. So yes. So are y'all ready to jump into this? We are. Oh, jump on in. Double Dutch. <laughs> double, <laughs> double, Dutch. Never double Dutch. I miss Double Dutch. That's so random. <laughs> What's that? I was talking about Double Dutch. It didn't make good. Double good. Dutch bus. It That's is. That's what it is. I said double. So I was like, I accept. Don't sing it. Don't sing it. <laughs> I can't even remember. But the Somebody song Double Dutch bus. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. it. Don't do it. Okay. So this week we are going to dive into the nature versus nurture debate. Like this yeah. is it's huge. I've I remember studying it in psychology when I was in college. Like it is a serious debate. So we want to kind of relate it to, of course, the family. Um, we all grew up pretty much under the same household, but we are very different individuals, but we come together as a collective, you know? So we want to decide, and I know each of us may have our opinions about this, but first I want to dive into the difference. Like what's yes. the definition? What, mm -hmm. it, what does it mean? So of course, nature is... Uh, nature is your genes the physical and personality traits determined by your genes stay the same irrespective of where you were born and raised whereas nurture nurture refers to childhood or how you were brought up someone could be born with genes to give them a normal height but by but be malnourished be malnourished in childhood resulting in stunted growth and a failure to develop as expected so nature that's that's what you're born with mm -hmm. that's what you're given um whereas nurture is what happens around you what you're what you are placed into so am i hearing you say that nature is about or nurture nature is the one you started with nature, nature. Mm -hmm. is just the genetic makeup mm -hmm. that makes you who you are mm -hmm. And that that affects how you are. But the nurture theory is saying that despite the genetic stuff, how you were raised, how you, that Opposite. I said that wrong. Yeah. So the nature is the physical aspects and that is irrespective of how you were raised. That's what you're going to be. Mm. That's your genes. The nurture is going to be environmental, environmental effects. Environmental effects. Yes. Mm. Social and environmental. Social and environmental. I, I, I'm going to go on record immediately saying that, that I think it's both. Mm. I think both play a role. Okay. I think both. It's not... Do you, do you think that there is a percentage of like like okay maybe my like fifty percent of me is is nature and fifty percent of me is nurture? Do you I think, think there's a higher percentage for one? I or the think other? nature plays a bigger role. Mm, okay. Okay. Wait, nature. I'm, I'm getting it mixed up. Genes. No, I think nurture. nurture yeah. plays a I think role. nurture plays. Let me put it like this: nature. Uh, that's like the those are some constant kind of things that are just gonna be mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. But I think nurture that the impact of the nurturing part yes. has a more um, Long dramatic mm -hmm. impact yes. and detrimental mm -hmm. impact if done wrong. Yes. Okay. And a more 
uh, beneficial impact if done well. I hear you. That's what I think. I think the genetic part, that's just, that's going to be what it's going to be. But I think how that is handled from a, from the nurturing perspective, that it can, it can counteract some of that, some of the negative effects of the, of the, the genetic portion Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. can be counteracted with how you're raised. For instance, let's say someone is born into um, a family who genetically, whose genetic disposition, they're not um, academically astute. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're not bright. Okay. But within that family, they they are in, they interact with people or they are nurtured in an environment or in a community mm. that speaks to their genius, despite the fact that their genetic pool didn't. Did not. Okay. You can counteract some of that. Yeah, just like if for children who are born and they are their genetic makeup, they were a crack baby. Okay. We so, know them. Right. So we, we have them we in do. our family. We do. So. If you were born, I'm sorry. we do. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? A lot of people have. We do. A lot of people. Have. Have. <laughs> so we, right. We have anyway. intimate knowledge of that. Go ahead. I can't with you. We do. Anyway, so but when nurtured appropriately, when fed, when um, given physical touch, when given mm-hmm. love, when taken out of that environment that would feed the fact that you are. Um, that you are already malnourished, mm-hmm, that your mm-hmm. your brain cells weren't able to develop. Those were all the na- the natural things that happen in utero. But mm-hmm. now that you're birthed and you are being nurtured properly, given all those things, now this is the only, you can grow and you can develop. You can go to school. You can do well. You can function properly. But there are there are still some factors of the children who have if you don't target some of those things like. The mental things that have happened, the cognitive things Mm. that have happened in utero, Mm. if you don't actually focus on some of those things, then they can have long-term effects even when you're nurtured properly. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So So nurturing can help you overcome some, but some others need to be targeted a little bit more. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So in that instance, the nature aspect of that will still kind of take a hold of you. Some of it may still be there. It it won't completely be, But you often wonder when you see different um, situations where... Maybe in my genes, there were people in the past that have done things, but you've been taken out of that environment. Mm-hmm. Done things like? Like, for instance, say, for instance, if their parents maybe were committed murder or... Mm. But then those kids are taken out of... They don't even get exposed to that. those things, yeah. taken and put in another environment. But you see years later... They were raised in a completely different and environment. And they still turned and out they just still like those are both nurture and nurture. If you were... If you nature grew, and nurture? No, that was both na- nurture and nurture. So you grew up, your, your parent was a murderer. Like, but you, 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 didn't, but you, but never, you didn't grow up with you didn't grow up with them. You're saying they were like someone well, who might been that's evil. That's you're saying they were evil that's, and they birthed them and somebody took their baby. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm. You okay. know, so they have done something evil, mm-hmm. um, but that child was never raised by that person, put so in a nature. totally different environment. But then they come back later. That that's something that is that's the genetics, that's the genes, that's the nature. That is something that. They had the child had no control over. There was there was no mm-hmm. environmental factors that necessarily mm-hmm. played a role in that. That was something that was genetically passed to them. That's like when you think of, um, what is it? Uh, 
generational curses and mm-hmm. things like yes. that. That's that's where that comes from because that's something that I can grow up and I'll be like walking this path and I'm because of my nurture where because I was of my reared. nurture yeah. where I was reared and everything was was positive. But because of my nature, because of my genetics, something I is there. Bird. Something there is is playing a factor that I have no knowledge mm-hmm. of. And so I you try to you try to overcome that, but it's like I saw that in this adopted little girl. Her adopted parents were phenomenal. But her birth mother grew up was just you just was in an environment that was not positive in utero, like just a lot of the experiences that happened was not positive for the the baby. Mm. They took her completely. Um but we can see that same personality trait from in, her mama in, in this little girl. Mm. You a liar. You a thief. You a, you know, all of those little but things you that you think never any of those things took place um, in her current. There'll be no There's reason. There's a book for- and I'm going to find the author. Someone could look at it for me. There's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm. It reminds me of how Jasmine said. She was intentional about her pregnancy. I was mm-hmm. just about with to the say that. I was surrounding her just pregnancy. About to say that. We can see in Arden mm-hmm. such bliss. Yeah. This baby done fuss. She's not a moody child. You know, some kids you they 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 are even at in at young babies before they're even a year old, they know how to give you attitude. Mm-hmm. Like they can cut a look at you. Mm-hmm. I've not seen her do that. She may kind of stare at you, but she doesn't give you like these ugly, these attitudes. There's no mm-hmm. attitude in her soul. Like there's mm-hmm. no, this disposition. She hasn't, doesn't have this wayward disposition as a baby. And is it stressed? Not at stressed. all. She's not, not at all. And that and, is so key. But so what happens to us in utero mm-hmm. is real. The body that that stress that the mother is under mm-hmm. is also affecting that child. That's mm-hmm. a real thing. And we can't discount that. So that's a part of is that nature? That's nature. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that the body keeps the score. Who's it's by um Dr. Ba- Basil Bezel Van Der Kolk, however you say spell, that. Spell. It, I mean the last name well, it's a whole bunch of names. Does um, it have a does it have like an excerpt or something sitting there? Um, it's just, um, about post-traumatic stress disorder. PTSD is a disorder developed, mm-hmm. the book, um, describes some of this how individuals have different ways of dealing with the aftermath of a traumatic event. So that's kind of tells you what talks about, about the body keeping the score. So it just made me think about that. But back to the one that Jim was talking about, where the parent had, had some difficulties, they were taken out of that environment. I, I would venture to say because I have an idea of who she's referring to, that in some of that, there was both nature and nurture, that even though they were taken out of that, they weren't completely taken out of that. Mm. Um, and, and that perhaps in some um, unconscious, subconscious ways, even the one that was rearing them might have been just, just there might have been a little bit of nurture that was also involved. But yeah. I think it is possible for you to not be... Um, completely immersed in the in the difficulties of a parent and still have that ingrained in you mm-hmm. genetically mm-hmm. yeah um we see that I, I i agree with you a lot of times you see it in adoptive um children that's why a lot of people 
will not adopt teenagers. They mm-hmm. will not adopt yes. older children. They only want babies. But even when you're adopting babies, if it's, it's in utero, this lady, so. this little girl was adopted from birth. She didn't even know. It was like from the hospital. You with somebody else, and they got you, and they're just like, there's just something wrong with her. Like she keeps doing these things that I don't understand. Like why is she being dishonest? You know, kids do tell a little fear, but they think they're gonna get in trouble. But it's next level. So they're, it's, right? They're yeah. just like, there's just something. And then when they started to think about who her mother was they were just like it's some things you just cannot I'm control. just praying yeah. like <laughs> it's just, you know there's just some things but how did that affect us like you know I mean I know we're using abstract and we're talking about other people but so for me Jamela and I grew up in the same house I think I was just trying yeah, to yeah like, because I was about to part, say even though we grew up in this with this the same mom our each one of us actually our rearing, our home life looked different. Completely. Mm-hmm. Jen and I, it was me, Jen, Eric, our mom, and Amanda and Jamela's dad. Mm-hmm. Our stepdad. Mm-hmm. That was our family growing mm-hmm. up. Six years after I became, when I was six is when Jamela was born. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was Jen, myself, and Eric in the house, the mom, and, the, and, and your father, mm-hmm. our stepfather. That's what our nuclear home looked like. By the time you were around, it was Eric. Was Eric in the house when you feel no. like mm-hmm. it was no. Jen, me, a Jamela, you, mm-hmm. Ricky, and my mom? Right? Yeah, they separated when I was like six. No, it was a little bit before I was six because Jasmine was born when I was like I was six. six. You were born yeah. the month before me, so I was like, right. yeah. So they separated right before that. So, for the most of your growing up, you didn't have your actual father in the house with you you had her father in the house with you yeah but i didn't yeah but only for like a year or two i didn't live there i ended up going to live with with ricky Ricky. okay so that's what you're so at first it was just was it ever just mom when we lived in the yellow house in oakland oh ricky wasn't ricky was there for a little while he wasn't there no not when they no in the yellow house oh so once we moved out of the, the the little small house he, I don't. He never came to the yellow house. Oh wow, my memory is off. Okay, so I don't um, remember. I don't remember living in the house with with my dad except for when I actually lived in the, in the little house. And oh, you weren't old enough to know that. So in the apartment is your memory of living with him. Right when yeah. But, but your when, rearing. But mommy wasn't there. Mom was there. So in oh, the okay. yellow house, it was the one bedroom loft. Yeah, yeah. That's the we stayed upstairs, and she yeah. stayed downstairs. Okay. And then you only remember being in the house with your mom and your daddy. Um. No, no, <laughs> I, that was that was until I was like mm, maybe four, maybe three, and three then after that y'all and went then we Ohio. moved to Ohio, and it was just me, Ma, and I then came. Mandy came, and, and Jamela came, and then you came. Yeah, I came for a while. That was fun actually, but yeah. and then, Jamela stayed in Ohio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was there. Yeah, she was, she was there. there. Mm-hmm. And then, but when we moved to Ohio, we were. How many years did y'all stay in Ohio? It w- didn't. Now that I think about it, it really wasn't that long. <laughs> but you guys but went and came like back it. and went we again. Kept, yeah, we kept going back and forth. And so I went when I was, that was like first, maybe first and second grade. I don't even How, know. What grade were you in when I was there? Because it was like my sophomore year or something. College, I set out mm-hmm. for, I set out for a semester because I, I couldn't get housing. And I set out for a so, semester and I was up there. And I, that I had to be like so fun. First, but that was it, like first or second really grade. Fun. It had to be because when you came, I was no longer there. 
where were you? You were back with Ricky? I, yeah, I went. Because, uh, like, first and second grade, I was going to... First grade, I was at the church school. We were both I going remember to the that. church school. Yeah. Church school. <laughs> and then, like, second grade, I went to Sayota. You were That's in high school. Mm-hmm. And then after that, she came high back. High school? Yeah. That's how many years we were apart. Yeah. She was in high school. And she came back because that high school was no bueno. It was, <laughs> it was no I was like, literally was, the only black student in high school. And the kids was like, go back where you came from. I came from Florida. You want to go back? I want to go back. Like, where where you came from? Yeah. Like, who does that? But anyway. And then I didn't, we didn't come, we were staying, at one point we were staying with one of our friends, one of my white friends. And, and then you were staying with, we she was the caretaker. Remember she was the caretaker for the old people? That's where I was, was there. Yes. You, then we you stayed with there. the neighbor one time because I think that place, they didn't want us there no more because I was there. They didn't want me there. Oh, I Did you live in like a really big house? It was a three-story house. Yeah. It was three-story. It was only like two elderly people that she was the caretaker for the elderly people. So that meant she got to stay there. Um, yeah. And when I came that semester, I think the, the owner didn't want me there. Oh. Um, but mom wasn't going to kick me out. So we just moved next door to her friend's to house. Friends, yeah. And that. Oh, oh my And gosh. that was a lot because she was a foster parent. And so she so had, she had her own kids, kids yeah. and then she every now and then a foster child would come in. A new one. A yeah. new one would come in. Yeah. And her kids were little and then the foster kids were little. <laughs> and um it was just a lot going on in that house. <laughs> but just imagine how Jasmine's young and those that's her nurture. All of the things. All that of that being, stuff. All of, all and, of the and, moving. And you know what though? Moving. You know what? It's a wonder when we stop and think about all this stuff, it's a wonder that we're intact. You know that's how many thing. opportunities we had, how many to opportunities were were given to us for 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 things to have happened and all of that stuff yes, and that yes. that we were we that wasn't <clears throat> safe like no, all that wasn't. wasn't safe. I mean, and mind you, when we first when mommy and I first moved up there, we stayed in a women's shelter. So I remember that that was the first place, and then we moved like she got a job and all that. Then we moved with this person, and then we moved with that person. But y'all have stayed in a shelter here. I stayed we in the shelter, shelter with them here. Yeah, yeah. we stayed in the shelter. I came home. I've, I rem- clearly remember at least twice staying in the shelter, one here and one up there. And then, you know, different people's houses. Like, that's... So the nurture aspect, just to bring it back mm-hmm. around, the nurture aspect for me is like, I have to be settled. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what I, like, work-wise, I'm going to get me a job. I'm going to make sure I keep a job so that I can financially support myself. Because I will never allow myself to be in a shelter again. Like that, I will never allow myself to have to stay on this person's couch and that person's couch. And because one of them houses, they had roaches like crazy. <laughs> they had rats like The one crazy. that was next door to us had rats. Yes. It was really bad. Oh like gosh. to the point that you open up the, and it's, they just falling down. Like, oh. <laughs> It was bad. It was it terrible. It was bad. Like, you got to sleep with cotton in your ears. It was That's bad. That's how bad it was. You pulling, you pulling stuff out your pillowcase so that you can put it in your ears at night because you don't want nothing to crawl on you. Like, that's how bad it was. I and will see, never... I experienced that because... You were we, in college, by the way. I was in college. Yeah. So, that was my safe haven. Okay, you, you, you leave home and you go to school. We knew we had to go to school. But the home yeah. that you left was your grandparents' home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. So that was after we stayed with that the guy that I wish I knew. He was a we, he was he was a he was a, a, a angel in disguise. Uh, because honestly. he didn't even know us and allowed four girls. He only knew our mom. No, I don't who even know, know she really mom? knew. We they, don't know who he is. We don't. We don't know, know who he knows. Have you ever asked mom? 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know. No, we I stayed in this man's house for a All week. All four of us, me, you, Jamila, and yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we slept in one bed. I'm making ramen noodles and cutting up sausage and putting it in there. Just and then we finally food. called mom and dad. You know, like, can y'all come get us? Because we we mm-hmm. don't know how long this is. This man doesn't even know us. But wow. the one thing about that, he he never did anything. Inappropriate. unsafe inappropriate or anything in in mm-hmm. we don't know him was that mm. the first moment you felt like you had to be our protector i think so mm. i think that's because when it that's when it started because you it's like in birth order you're also the oldest girl yes and, you, and i'm not saying that you're more responsible than eric because i'm not sure but because he's three years older than you yes three yes or four years. but he was away by then he so by gone. then she yeah. she was she was the Assuming oldest position. daughter, but it, it, she was also at that time the oldest child, child. still in the house. Right. And there were moments before then we were living in other people's homes. And I remember the the house bef- before we, the, the day, I just remember it was Christmas break and we coming home, we come out of the school from Christmas break and they're outside in the car and all of our stuff is in the car. So we already so knew you that already man. Know Who that- was in the car? I want to say it was Maya and Ricky. They were, that our stuff was already in the car, so we already knew that we've gotten we got kicked out. Mm. Had you ever been kicked out before? That yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, when we got when we kicked cut, out we, of Mercer Drive, we got like, out of the apartment. I don't know why why we left there, but out of the apartment, we were at a hotel, mm. and I guess we were hungry, so we called one of our uh, like one of our aunts or something, and we got in trouble, obviously, for exposing that for saying that we needed something. Um, so I think that taught us then that we have to take care that mm-hmm. we have to take care of ourselves. I think that's what it taught us at that yeah. moment. Like you don't ask for you help. Don't you ask try to help. figure it out. And so among your own mm-hmm. group and not ask. And we were children. For help. Like you, I need you to understand. We I was in third grade when we started moving. So at the, by the time I'm in third grade, we are already learning in third and fourth grade that when you need help, you don't ask people care for yourselves and that's something mm. Jen and I have been doing forever caring for each other mm. right we learned at that at that age you have to if you need help you 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 go to each other for help and um so it's interesting how mm. that stuff plays out um so that was one of those times we left there and I feel like we went to Oakland and I would be with you know at one of my favorite cousins house but then I remember the house that we were staying over off of John Young at somebody's house close to the Eckers where it used to be an Eckers where um mm-hmm. uh where That's our pastor used to work Jean at. House. No, not Melba Jeans, down the street. Oh, I don't remember who the Down the street. Were. I don't remember who the people were. We stayed in their house though. Mm-hmm. And for for whatever reason, because we used to have to walk to, to, to a high school from, from there. And that's where we got kicked out from. Mm-hmm. And went to wow. this man's from there did we go to that man's that's house? We went to the man's and house. we were there for a week and, and so all these opportunities for so many things that have happened and just luckily but when we stayed by Melba Jean um, William stayed there I felt like but my memory doesn't I don't doesn't always serve me quick but it felt like he stayed there and it was a one room <laughs> it was kind of a two room like a living room bedroom kind of situation but it felt like he stayed was there then so it was all these opportunities for mishaps but we were we were kept safe in so many ways yeah. and um that's but it's just really so weird that these are things that at such young ages that that develop mentalities in us that we have to undo now because mm-hmm. when it comes to asking for help, I am uncomfortable asking anybody for help yeah. other than Jennifer. And, and I, I would ask the, like I, I have asked we've we've asked each other for help, you know, yeah. by right, the way. Right, yeah. right. 
But I am uncomfortable asking for help from it. I will ask her for anything that I need. And I know there's not going to be any judgment. Mm -hmm. If she has it, I got it. And vice versa. To the point that when we were in college, we were only 45 minutes away. We had our bank accounts connected so that if ever she needed, I could send it automatically and vice versa. We learned from third grade, it was ingrained in us that if you need help, you don't ask people. But that's so interesting that you say that because, because I am the youngest. And when a lot of the things that I was experiencing, I was by myself. Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't feel like I have that go-to. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I will ask you guys, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But I really don't. It's like, only because mm-hmm. our relationship now is being developed. Right. And right. I think some of it is also the other part. You've learned to be self-reliant because yes. you knew yes. that you yourself saw. that your self-reliance was the only thing that was going to keep you yes. out of the grips of poverty. Yes. And coupled that with the fact that you were the only one in the home, you didn't know that you could come to us. Absolutely. I hope that now you know that you can. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, but looking at how mm-hmm. all these situations shaped us. That... That it just makes you really think about the the nature versus nurture nurture, but not even that. Ooh. This is a, this is really about our story of origin. Mm-hmm. That's something Absolutely. I wanted to so that podcast that I've been telling y'all about. Um, what did I say it was called? I'm going to go to my podcast thing because I can't. Okay. My my memory is is foggy today. The place we find ourselves. I admonish you. Put it on your phone and just start it. Start at the top. Okay. Benjamin. I have it. I have it on just there. Start I just at the top. The place start. we find ourselves. I need to start listening. When it starts talking about the importance of knowing your family of origin, knowing your backstory. See, there's this. It's, it's as if every day we're on a stage playing, acting out mm-hmm. scenes. Mm-hmm. But the backstory Plays is is what role. is what contributes to why you do what you do. Absolutely. And um, if there's something that you're doing that you don't want to be doing, you got to go back and figure out what really? started yeah. that. What is the the murmur that's in your ear all the time telling you that that thing? What is that whisper that you're listening to? If you don't go back and figure out what the whisper is, you are literally living out something because of a whisper. Mm. A whisper. And that's something that was in the class that I went to last weekend. It started talking about the whisper that we're allowing to speak because we're not speaking louder than the whisper. Wow. Okay, so the thing that, what what does that, and I started writing down the, the all the assaults on my heart. All the things that every now and then when I do something wrong, what does, what, what, what part of my soul gets assaulted? You stupid. You always making mistakes. Those little assaults. I'm not saying those are the real ones, because I have a list of them. Right. I started writing them down, and every time I would make a list, and every time that assault came up, I would put a check. So I would know where I was being assaulted, because I need to go back to my family board and figure out where did that get deposited. Who put that there? Mm-hmm. Who told me that I was... What What action did somebody display to me that told me that I was invaluable, that I was stupid, that I right. wouldn't be loved? I'm glad you said You have action. to go back to that. It's not always a word. Sometimes yeah. it's an action. It's an action. Mm-hmm. Her actions of d- displacement, it wasn't a word. Her The actions of displacement told yeah. you, I can't depend on other people to, to, to provide for me. For my safety, I got to do that for myself. Right, mm-hmm. right. So you made sure that you kept a job that was right. going to keep you provided. Right, right. That wasn't something somebody said. It was something somebody showed you. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yes. so when you needed people, I, you took I the to brunt myself. of that yourself yeah. instead of asking for it because you didn't know that you had people you could ask Woo! for. That was all nurture. And Jen, at mm. the very moment, however old you were, when you realized you had to protect your forces. She was in 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Were- I was in 9th grade. I was 14. She was 15. At 15 years old. So for 30 years, 
she's been living out something that a 15 year old was taught when a car pulled up with all of our belongings in it because wow. when I say to this day when I say at the end of all the day, of our belongings Jen has always been my protective I, mm-hmm. like, Jen has always been mine she's been mine yeah. yours Jamela's yeah, mine all of us. I'll, like, I remember mm-hmm. coming to stay with you I remember coming to I mean at some yeah, point we've all stayed yeah. when I graduated from college all of us were in the house together yeah. I slept in the bed with Mandy I think you slept yeah. on, the, uh, she on the couch with mom with mom who slept in the room Jamella? with you Jamela that's right. My God, we're, all of us were in the house. I together. was in the tenth grade. That was twice in two different apartments. We all stayed together. Yeah, because we were on on the long road. Long road too. Yep. On long Ambrose road Long first because and then road. Because that's where you got me, your last whooping on Long Road. Because for me, <laughs> yeah, it was when you graduate from college, you need to find your. Even though mom and dad said I could come back and live with them, you but I'm like, no, I'm grown. Yeah, grown people, you get your own place to live. Yeah. So in that, I think. You and Jamela came. When you was on Long Road? When we were on Long Road. I don't know. You and Jamela came. Mm-hmm. And Ma and Jasmine came and too. Ma and Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And then when and you then... graduated, you moved on Powers. And when I graduated from high, from, from, um. No, I graduated from college. I stayed on Long Road. That's what I'm saying. When I graduated, though, you were on Powers. Wow. Yeah. And to think, you had just, just graduated, graduated from, college, from college. And you were, so you were like literally, yes. that's it. And you were oh, literally taking care of an crap. entire family and the at thing, 23 years old. And the one thing that with me, it's mm. like you have to be responsible because, like, I have to be responsible in making sure we always have somewhere to live. Because but what has that done to you? Right. That's what I want what, to ha- what toll has that played on you psychologically to be caregivers to people who aren't yours? Right. Um, I'm going to say, I said what I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what toll, how much rest have you not gotten? Oh. <laughs> How much rest know. have you not gotten? Because you ain't got no choice. The weight. The what weight. what oh, kind weight. of weight uh, is that? Weight. Wow. What kind of weight have you carried for since 15? Mm. 30 years of weight. But you became responsible for each one of us at 15. Yeah. I remember very specifically. So if you were 15, I was five because you're exactly mm-hmm. 10 years older than me. Then when I remember when I was nine, when I ran away and you were in college and you came back to the house and you got me. Well, I wasn't there because I ran away. And you got to you the ran house. ran away from who? From the house of mom. I ran away and some random people picked me up on the street. They did. And they Excuse took me, me? They took me to Eric's house. They just happened oh, to know right. that they were just Why like, did you run away? I was getting a whooping and it was rust in the tub and she was like, get the rust out. It was a whole, it was rust in the tub and I was like, comment, don't get out rust. <laughs> like, comment, don't get out rust. <laughs> and I was like, I was there. And I, all I saw was like, if the screen door. Because you had a slick mouth. Yeah. But the screen door would never open on that house where William was there and the screen door would never like, it would jam. And I said, if it jam, if it don't jam today, then I'm going to run. And when I tell you, that thing just said, Boop, and I ran out of the house. I remember it would jam every day. The Lord meant for me to be free and meant for me not to come back. So I ran and I ran all the way down. And you know how like with all those big oak trees on that long road? Oakland Avenue. Oakland Avenue. But you're, oh, yeah, all, you're yeah. close to freedom. Like you're close to the end. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. And so I'm all the way in. I got all the way to almost Colonial. And that's when they picked wow. me up. Wow. And they took you to Eric's house in Winter Garden? And, and yeah, when he was in, not, it's not on 9th Street? Yeah, that's Winter Garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember. So, how did you know to get to Eric? Did you know? Another, that's another another to, angel. Like, okay, yes. this could have been anybody picking you up. They just happened to know that you were Eric's sister. They and didn't knew. know until I said it. What they, did you? What did they ask what, you? I don't, all I remember is it was like Eric Massey, and I was oh, like, my God. yes. They was like, oh, he lives. He, I don't know if he picked up the phone. Call. He just her. happened to be home, and he was home. And they called him, and she said, but he said, bring him over. 
Let's say bring her, like bring her here. But I remember all of the ruckus outside of my decision. My decision was that I, this is crazy because at the time a lot was going on with mom and William, like a lot was happening. They were, it was getting volatile. At and that so point, a lot was happening. So then I'm like, I ain't nobody got time for this, but I leave. I'm nine. Where was so, Jamela? Jamela was still in the house. But, but after that moment, then when Jen came to the house, you left with Jamela and you brought Jamela to... To so Eric's you house. went and got Jamela first. I believe you first. went, or were you on the phone? It was something. I don't remember. Jesus, I, I don't know. All I, I don't remember, even know this story. And all I remember is me, now me and Jamela are at no, I'm at Eric's house, and then he's like, but I just. I'm 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 staying with somebody else. Like yes. he he had a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Was yeah. Him, wasn't it? Wasn't no. it? No, wasn't no, this lady it was had two sons? Lady. It was like I can't remember. Red. It was red. It was red. Red, red. is Kim's. No. no. Red, red, red. Diff- Don't red go two sons? Yes. It's yeah. a different Anyway, red. okay. She yeah. had two sons. Okay, then, child. And so I I left. Girl, it was all the things. So then then you then left and went where? To Aunt Loretta's house. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's yeah, how I was in fifth grade. I ended up going from Hastings to. Uh, Washington and then when did Jen come and get you from Aunt Loretta's? Mm-mm. I didn't end up going to Jen's house until I was in ninth grade. So did Jamela stay with you for a little while after that? Jamela ended up coming. I think I was still in college. Jamela ended up. Oh, I remember that. Up came up there. there. Yeah. So oh, you came from college to get Jamela? Yes. Yeah, she did. She yes. came when she came home. Did and she go to school up there with you? She came to stay with me for a little while. It was only a little bit. It was a little while. Um, but so this she just was, was right. out of school? No, this was... I don't know if Jamela... You know, Jamela said it stopped going to school a, a, Ninth a long... Ninth grade. It was... Yeah. Really, it was a, yeah. So you have to remember that was... She came to stay with me my last semester because she helped me with my swimming class. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was yeah. around this time? Yes. Yeah. So you ran away was around the time that she came yeah. to get Jamela. I and then once Jamela stayed with me until I passed adventures here my god once i passed the class graduated then i moved back home i had already had it set up for an apartment of where i was going to move which i was just able to move right into the apartment and that was a three-bedroom apartment Mm -hmm. on long Long road Road. Mm -hmm. yep and that's what we all say that's when then you guys come back from ohio the fact that as a graduate from college you did you have a job at the time no okay a graduate from college don't necessarily have a job but you have an apartment why did you get a three-bedroom apartment? Well, because you actually, knew all of us had to come. Well, well I didn't Lord know that the Lord must have known. <laughs> like, why? No, why would you get a three-bedroom apartment instead of a one-bedroom apartment? Because you don't have a job, so who's paying for that? And you don't well, have you don't up, have people roommates that you need to support. So it was. Well, I don't know. I don't know why I got, but it was because someone else was moving. It was kind of convenient because the timing. Someone, the timing was. Mm. Because someone else was moving, I was able to move in and take over their lease. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, okay, okay. Okay, okay. So, so I was so, Y'all yeah, see so all the leasing. divine interventions in this? So, you get woo! picked up by somebody that just happens to know your brother. You go over to, to Hastings. It's the end of the semester. You need to pass this class. Jamela, you know, Jamela ain't scared of nothing. So she up there <laughs> being your cheerleader so you can get through the class. You already just so happens a three-bedroom apartment is open for subletting. Just so happens that you can get it because God knows... All of us were going to need to be in it. And we all... And we all... Listen. But you know, Mm -hmm. that same... So I started teaching because I had started interviewing for several different jobs and I didn't find find a job. And you all know I love color my hair. So back then I was was red. red. Mm -hmm. It was red. My hair was red. Engine red. Yes. So I went on several interviews and didn't get hired. So I thought it's 
Like maybe I'm my hair is too ghetto or so I changed the color to, you know, tone it down a little bit. Well, I ended up getting a job teaching. But the requirements, yes, at Robinswood, but the requirements for teaching, I had to go back to school because education was not my major. Mm. So mind you, my first summer working, I could not work because I had to be in school all day. So mind you, a struggle is about to come because I cannot work full time. I had to work in the evening to Mm. be able to um, make some money for that summer. Um, but that was the first summer that I didn't work. And every summer since then, I've had a job working the summer. But now I'm year-round. So that right. summer, it's like, how are you going to make... You got rent to pay right. because if where you going? If y'all get put out, where where you going? Because who, who, you don't have anybody else to go live it's with. It's on me. Right. So from that point, I mean, it's been long before then, but from that point... It's like you have to make sure things are taken care of because, okay, where are you going? Who are you going to live with if you get? It also made me think about when Bo was saying how much, like, not just turmoil, but how much sleep did you not get? How but, much weight? Like, mm-hmm. did that make you feel like this is why I want kids? Or did or did you never, from like a young age, realize that you didn't want kids? You or? know, it's something about... I don't know. I, I don't know. I used to always, you know, I, I watch... I, well, I don't know if TV, I can't say TV plays a part, but, you know, I've just watched so many things that it's always been like a fear. You know, I've seen people die in childbirth. Mm. And so, I don't know, it's just something, I'm like, I don't, I honestly don't know why. For one, I felt like when you're before, you know, if you're at a young age, your career is important first. Mm-hmm. You get settled and then do you start having kids? You don't start having kids before you can take care of them. Right. That's just always my thought right. process. And where did that come from? From not being taken Take care, care of. of. Exactly. Yeah, so we um, have to we have to own mm-hmm. that the that the that the the stage play that we're acting out. The script was written like mm-hmm. we're we're acting out a script that was that was told to us. Like the reason. We have to admit that part of the reason you may not have wanted children is because something in you said you got to be able to take care of them before you have them because we realized that as children, the people that were raising us didn't always have the capabilities of doing so. Mm-hmm. And so we had to put ourselves in a position that we would never do that. Mm. So some of the some of what is being played out is the little backstory that we don't always we're not always cognizant of. And sometimes until you start telling that story, you don't even hear you don't even you're not even cognizant or or, or or remembering the stuff that you're playing out subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The My decisions God. that you that you're making Ooh. are based on the, the, the whispers that you've heard all your life. You know what I mean? The things that, that subconsciously are, are, are talking to you uh, that are mm. telling you nudging you in this direction or that direction. You that, that story of origin, once I got to, it, it it just not in a way of of of, of Sadness, but it just made me want to go back and figure out the nurture nature that part. Yeah. What has how much has nature played? But the part of how I was nurtured, how did that how has that affected what Absolutely. I'm living out now, Absolutely. good or bad? And what part of it is not the story that I want to live out? Mm. Go back and you got to go back and figure that out and uproot that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I'm, I mean, Ooh, that, that plays such. 
such a role in the things that we do today. It really, really does. Because, like, even even for me, like, I, I don't necessarily want to have more kids. And I think part of that is in that, like, mm-hmm. you got to be able to <coughs> listen. And just going through it once. And because I, I don't have a nine-to-five. Mm-hmm. I can't go and clock back into There's no automatic job. security. There's mm-hmm. no automatic security for me. And so because one, I have, I got to take care of it myself. Mm-hmm. That's one. Two, I've seen multiple kids. Like when you have multiple kids, that's a lot. Like you got to really be able multiple to. Multiple kids. Multiple kids. Like you have to really be able to financially afford them. And you, you would think that. Your status as a married woman would bring you more security, but you've seen that even in marriage that that mm-hmm. that didn't that yeah. was, there was no security even in the marriages that nurtured you there was no security so that doesn't even bring you it doesn't that doesn't even bring you the security that 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 most people think marriages will yeah and so for me like and that's why I, that's so interesting because I never wanted kids I ain't never even want to be married and I know we talked about that a long time you know in one of the episodes before um, and maybe we didn't see positive. I mean, we saw positive marriages, but maybe because my uh, immediate nucleus wasn't married, but I never wanted to be married. I didn't because for me, um, it felt like a lack of freedom and a lack mm-hmm. of um, I, I don't want to have to send my kids to counseling. I don't want because mm. I don't want there to be something that I do that's going to detrimentally affect them. And as a parent, even as a good parent, now I would say that I'm, you know, I'm pretty decent, but there's probably some stuff I'm going to do. But I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to nurture them properly. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to give them the love that they need. And I wouldn't. So it was just very. And I have two now. It's weird that in all that happened to me, I always wanted kids. Mm. Was it because you wanted to show them the love that you didn't Probably. Yeah. I was and afraid. I, I was I like, God. For, probably. But I think for me, too, you have to look at when you and Jamela started saying we y'all were young. Why do I need to have more? I already have. You right. You right. were like your adopted kids. You, exactly. So, right. like, uh, no, I've done. such I, a young age. Yeah, so, so I've done like my part. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was literally, Jamela was in 12th grade. I was in 9th grade a long while. Mm. I stayed with you from 9th to 12th grade. Yeah. There's this quote that kind of reminds you of what you just said. Um, like, I, I I don't want to raise kids that um, that have to heal from how I raised them. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that was my fear. Listen. But all right, I think oh, I think Lord. we really, really covered that today. Okay, you know, Wendy. Um, we're sorry, folks. This, this, listen. listen we we, we, we intend to do things. all that. We're covering some things. We didn't know it was we, gonna go, you know, in that direction. But uh, when we say we're having family meetings, we literally we are, are literally having family meetings. They're not scripted. We literally we come, come up, up with a topic, topic and, that's and it. we don't go know what's gonna come from there. And listen, this is what you got. I'm getting real, real, bro. real, real. <laughs> But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something, got some got some good information, some takeaways that you can, you know, apply to yourself, um, apply to your family. Is it nature? Is it nurture? Or is, is it, it a both? mixture of both? Like, really Tell us ask what yourself you think. that. And yeah, leave, send us. Send us some, some emails, some comments, all that good Topic stuff. Topic ideas, if, if they're things yeah. you're interested in hearing about this year. We do want to... Um, we already have some ideas of things we want to address, but tell us some things that you want to hear about and then we can see how those can factor into what we're already planning and, and make sure that you're hearing content that Absolutely. matters to your family, right? Absolutely. So hit us up. Please email us at thesisterscollective6 at gmail.com. 
uh, message us on all of our social media platforms. We want to hear from you more this year. If there's yeah. something you want to hear from us, let us know. We thank you all for listening. All right. Have a Bye-bye. great week. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Sisters Collective. Tune in next week for another family meeting. Be sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and follow us at The Sisters Collective on all social media platforms.